and welcome to the Point of Care Ultrasound Certification Academy podcast, where we focus on POCUS. Here, we will discuss all things related to Point of Care Ultrasound, the practice, the trends, and its impact on healthcare. Our program will engage thought leaders who are defining global patient care with the stethoscope of the future. James Day here today, recording live from the Focus on Pocus Studios. Today, we have Dr. Ivica Drakovic as our guest. Born in 1969 and from Serbia, family medicine, GP specialist, primaris, which is equivalent to a PhD, 25 years experience in medicine, 17 years experience in ultrasound, owner of a private clinic, a married man, a father of two children, and a grandfather of two beautiful girls, and an author of several medical manuals widely used by doctors in Serbia and surrounding countries, including Fundamentals of Ultrasound Diagnostics for General Practitioners, the first Serbian doctor licensed in FATE echocardiography, one of POCA's four running systems. He's a member of the National Scientific Committee for Medical Imaging. He's certified in various fields of ultrasound diagnostics, from authorities in Serbia, Austria, and the U.S. Thank you for taking the time to be on today's show. Thank you, sir. Um, how are things in Serbia? Well, <laughs> we have snow here, and uh, I have I have been reading that you are a snowboarder, so <laughs> you would like it in here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're getting a lot of rain. I mean, I don't know. We get a lot of rain now up here. We not much snow this time this year. Um, so you know what I want to start act out with is uh, how and sort of why did you begin using point of care ultrasound as a family doctor? Well, at, at the time when I began, I was already several years a physician. It was back in I believe two thousand and one or maybe 2002, and I was working in a medical office where we had this old uh, grayscale uh, ultrasound, mostly uh, mostly just for abdominal scanning, and that's actually the only recommended ultrasound application on the level of primary health care where I work and I still work. So you can hardly find a GP or a family doctor in Serbia, performing any other ultrasound except the abdominal one. So I have decided to take the opportunity to to learn this, and I, I enrolled the program, uh, which was conducted in in the public medical facility where I worked. And uh, later on, I became resident in a local hospital, and I tried to take the tuition and whatever advice given from uh, elder senior doctors. And Mm -hmm. uh, so I trained myself from books, videos, online resources, whatever. Then the YouTube came (laughs) and Mm -hmm. a lot of other PDF books. And I also uh, went and became some sort of associate member of Society of Diagnostic Medical Sonography from the United States and the Gulf Coast Ultrasound Institute. And uh, so I learned then somewhere at the end of 2010, I had certificates for abdominal ultrasound, breast 
steroid gland, carotid dopplers, scrotum, etc., etc. And then in 2014, I, I enrolled the FATE protocol of echocardiography, mm-hmm. which I believe is one of the one of the, of the, of the first, you know, the point of care actually uh, programs. Right. And uh, I, I went to Austria uh, for a hands-on course, uh, actually a finishing course after several months of learning the, the prepared modules which I received on the internet. And of course, during that time, I, I used my convex probe to <laughs> to to try and train myself in in echocardiography, which is obviously very hard, and you know better than me that. But yeah. eventually, I I, I I got this certificate in in fate echocardiography, and I, unfortunately, I believe I'm still the first one in Serbia and the only one. Uh, there is a quite interesting situation with, uh, you know, the ultrasound jurisdiction in Serbia among the doctors. So that's the way how how I I began and how I finished as a mostly certified <laughs> doctor who now runs his own uh, clinic. And I must say, I live from ultrasound. That's that's the, the crucial the crucial part of my regular daily activity. That's actually uh, that's amazing. Well, <laughs> as, as for why, well, the, I often like to say, I don't know if this is appropriate for this this kind of program, but, you know, I, I very much like the, the movie, The Pulp Fiction, if you <laughs> we all know about that one. And there's a character played by the Harvey Keitel, <laughs> and mm-hmm. there's, there's a sentence when he enters the door, and he says, I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, 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 sometimes in the, in the past I, I realized that focus and the ultrasound in general solves my problems. It solves a lot of problems, and especially for GPs. Uh, today, when you enter the, 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 the medical office of a GP or a family doctor in Serbia, you will probably get just um, advice where to go and from whom other to, to find the solution. Uh, they do not give you the solution. Uh, and there is this organization called VONCA, the World Organization of National Colleges and Associations of GPs and Family Doctors, and they say that we should be able to solve approximately 80% of, of all the problems. And that means if you have 10 patients, only two of them will go to other specialists for, for example, uh, and the opinion. Hmm. But if you're not trained enough and you don't have skills enough, well, you, you definitely have to be dependent on, on these other specialists. What, um... So in my opinion, to achieve this, to, to achieve the goal, you, you have to, to learn as more skills uh, as possible. And focus is one of them. You know, I'm curious... While you're talking about that as a general practitioner, which scan, uh, which of the modalities do you, do you use the most? Uh, do you do something like, I don't know, maybe more carotid or right upper quadrant complaints? I don't know. I don't know. I, ju- I, I just had a very busy day. It's, it's night now in Serbia. Mm-hmm. And when watching 
uh, the statistics. I actually, I must admit, I did not watch these statistics, but it's it's so colorful. It's so it's so different. One patient is suffering from vertigo or some neurological problem. I have to do carotids. Uh, another one says, "Well, I, I have something like," and when you listen to him, you you. De- you decide it's a metabolic problem, I have to do thyroid. Uh, and the third one says, I'm a, I'm a heart patient for, for, for years and I have to do uh, my checkups with the cardiologist, but it's very hard to schedule an appointment with them. And I have heard that you also do the, the, the heart ultrasound. So I measure the ejection fraction or things like that. I'm not quite sure. Abdominal ultrasound is definitely or probably the most frequent one, but all the others appear very, very frequently. So what's the teaching like there in Serbia for teaching POCUS? I noticed you went to several different places outside of Serbia. Yeah, that, 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 that's a big problem. There is a sort of resistance from certain specialties <laughs> to, you know, give over the field of expertise. Uh, for example, the cardiologists in Serbia are strongly lobbying that no one else but them is competent to even pick up a, a sector probe <laughs> so it's a, or gynecologist. The, 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 if, if you write in your report that there is a cyst on the right ovaria or, or there is a, you know, a, a, a liquid, a liquid in, in a Douglas's pouch, they will say, what are you performing? Are you trying to be a gynecologist? You're not that. <laughs> So the Serbian Medical Society and Serbian Medical Chamber, which are the two regulating bodies in Serbia, aside from the Ministry of Health, they, they, they seem to have a blind eye for this new revolution in medicine. And there is also a problem from physicians working in the primary health care. Most of them are, you know, not so eager to, to, to learn new things. I mean, it's easier just to send away your patient. Mm-hmm. If you see your GP, you will probably be sent to specialist exam. And that's a medical office in GP became sort of a, like an airplane terminal, or I don't know. <laughs> it's an entrance to the health system, and this is the official, the official explanation, the official actual definition. Uh, a GP is a doorkeeper on the gate of the health system. <laughs> I don't want to be a doorkeeper. <laughs> no, but to your point, um, that don't feel like that's a Serbian problem. There's a lot of that siloing and, and sort of turf war that's going on in the United States as far as uh, POCUS use. In conclusion, there is no regular POCUS uh, teaching in Serbia, and probably as a, as a pioneer in that field, I'm, I'm the only one. And I'm the member of National Scientific Committee for imaging in medicine, so uh, <laughs> I try so hard to, 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 to persuade them to, to enforce the POCUS as a teaching model and maybe even introduce it as a, as, as a special subject in a medical school. Well, you're doing good work uh, as, the, as the lone wolf um, out there <laughs> doing po- point of care. So, you know, when we were talking earlier, I know there's different curriculums for teaching POCUS that vary from, you know, state to state and specialty to specialty, but you have your own curriculum for family doctors. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, something I would 
I would call hair to heel concept. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and this, 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 this teaching system and curriculum is having, it's based also on another one concept, and it's look for the big ones. And we have a saying in here, uh, whenever you suspect that there is a something and there is some diagnosis, that's part of the solution. So uh, in my teaching of, of my younger younger associates, colleagues and doctors who are coming to my clinic, I, I always try to focus their attention on, on the big ones. On, so there, there is a carotid Doppler and I, I only want them to recognize the, the big stenosis and, and if there is a vertebral arteria insufficiency, I want them to, to, to recognize it. We are not dealing with the small things. I mean, there's a, there's a whole whole philosophy behind that, and I, I, I frequently want to compare the, the uh, uh, focus with the ECG, electrocardiography. You know, when some young doctor looks at the, the electrocardiogram, this small paper, he he sees relatively small amount of information, the heart rate, maybe whether the beats are regular or not, or maybe there's an elevated ST segment or things like that. And then you have the, the, the family medicine who is more experienced and he draws maybe 70% information and then you have a senior practitioner and, and then you have a expert in, in cardiology who draws 100% of information, but uh, still we keep the ECG in, in primary health care because it saves lives. So I I would say the I would say that the the using of ultrasound within the focus frame or any other one in on the level of primary health care is same as like ECG. We do not see everything like cardiologists and all the other specialists specialists, but we do see something, and that something frequently means a lot. Uh, things that saving life that that make the the shortcut to the primary to to the to, to the right right treatment primary treatment. So uh, my school or, or or my method of teaching of, of young doctors is that I I, I like to, to 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 show them the the basic and the most important facts about all of these things. You know, measure ejection fraction, recognize the gallbladder stone, recognize the hydronephrosis, recognize the aorta aneurysm, uh, recognize the gravity, and, and please uh, recognize the, I don't know, the thrombosis of, 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 of huge or larger or major veins, etc., etc. So, uh, or for instance, several months ago, I was teaching other radiologists and orthopedists in ultrasound-guided function of Baker's cyst. Mm. So it is recognized Baker's cyst, <laughs> and if possible, even try to 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 make the the arteriosynthesis and empty it. <laughs> Infiltrate it with some corticosteroids. So it's a, 
it's basically a, a, a complete once again a head to heel system which which should provide the, the, the knowledge to, to youngsters and uh, and not only to them but to, to all the the practitioners on a primary healthcare level because we have a huge problem we send our patient who has obvious prosthetic problems to urologist and we receive the report please do the ultrasound <laughs> right so and then you are in a problem and then you say well it takes only two minutes why not doing it and uh, the, the, the entire the entire practice actually has this you know the uh, it's a it's something like a big delay in diagnostics because you send your patient because it's a lady and she she feels a lump in her breast and and you say okay you go to the surgeon and surgeon do, does the palpation and he sends her back with the report please do the breast ultrasound <laughs> and you you just you are amazed uh, and your jaw drops down and she says why didn't you do that. <laughs> <laughs> And then the whole the whole this diagnostic procedure is prolonged and prolonged and prolonged. And I said, no, we must we must put a stop, a full stop to this. We must, you know, speed it up. And and we are, by the way, not so dull <laughs> to, to to learn these things. Is it not so? You know, this is as they say, this is not a <laughs> right. A that's good. Science. <laughs> I believe the, the, with good, with the good teacher and, and the, the good intention of, of the, the, the one who's learning, the focus can be very, very, can be learned very, very easily. That's good, and you're doing good work there, Dr. Dravkovich. I'm going to thank you for taking the time to be here on today's show. Oh, thank you. I'd like to thank the audience for listening in, and don't forget that for even more POCUS Talk, you can follow us on Twitter at POCUS Academy and on Facebook at POCUS Cert Academy. Um, Ivica, thank you so much. It was an honor to have you on our podcast today. Oh, it was an honor for me. Thank you very much for, for inviting me. Thank you, and keep up the good work. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast, Focus on Pocus. Be sure to tune in with us next week for more interviews with thought leaders that are on the forefront of global point-of-care ultrasound. The thoughts and opinions expressed in this podcast are the views and opinions of the guests and not those of Intellios. This podcast is for information purposes only.